Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. We are back for the second part of our show. It is the Curtain Call Podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, joined with Jeffrey Benedict and special guest uh, Colin uh, Sturcio is hanging out with us. Of course, he's a big Steelers fan, so we're going to get his uh, opinions on a couple things here as well as we keep uh, going. Of course, Colin is from Cardiac Hill, the Pitt Panthers SB Nation uh, blog site. So, Jeffrey, I know this is something we talked about a little bit earlier, but uh, kind of one of the, the big things really with the Steelers right now, and especially with the kind of slot corner position, they decided on signing Cam Sutton and uh, watching Mike Hilton uh, walk out the door and head over to Cincinnati. How how does he replace uh, Mike Hilton as a nickel, and does this change the defense completely? It does. It changes our nickel defense specifically quite a bit. Cameron Sutton is not the presence in the run game that Mike Hilton is. Uh, he just he Mike Hilton can take on a block from an offensive lineman. He's done that. It's it's absolutely insane when you see it on video. But there are times he wins, you know, a head to head block with an offensive lineman, and you're just like, I can't believe Mike Hilton just did that. Cameron Sutton's not that guy. Cameron Sutton is more the guy that like when a when a running back comes to block him, he he might be backing up. He's like he's like whoa, dude, like chill, like don't don't be hitting me. Uh, he's just not. And when he does get blocked, even wide receivers, he's not getting off that block well. It's just not something he does well. He will make good tackles in open space. He's gotten much better at that, which I think is a key to the Steelers bringing him back as he has shown he can do that. Uh, but he's much more coverage. He's much more deep coverage. Uh, he's much more of a zone guy. Mike Hilton was all about jumping short routes, being physical in releases and blitzing and being a, and being in run defense. Cameron Sutton 
is a negative in the blitz game. The Steelers have blitzed him like three times, and every time it was obvious it was a mistake. Like it's just it's not something he's good at. Uh, often in run plays, even when he's in the slot, you'll see him. He he can't find the ball. He's like he's looking for the ball and he's moving, and you'll see him move to like try and see where the ball is around an offensive line, and he moves the wrong way, and he completely takes himself out of the play. That's Cameron Sutton. So the big change there is you got better deep coverage. You've got much worse run defense and you've got no blitzing. So for me, the minute Cameron Sutton signed, I was like, if this means Mike Hilton's gone, then Vince Williams is a problem because you have Devin Bush. who has a lot of speed sideline to sideline, but he has to cover for both for Vince Williams in coverage. So he can't he can't really be the guy, you know, hey, also can you help Cameron Sutton over here on run defense and also cover for Vince Williams if it's a pass play. So to me, the Steelers, the change it makes to the Steelers is that second linebacker being more athletic is much more important because while Cameron Sutton adds to your deeper defense and puts less stress on Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds to, to be that support behind him, you've got a lot more pressure on the linebackers in the run game out of nickel specifically. So that's how that changes the defense to me. And if you're looking at the draft, that means you need somebody to help that position. You need either a second linebacker or, you know, another safety, something like that uh, to, to really boost the Steelers when they do go to nickel. Colin, I, I will get to you with another question, but I, I do want to follow that up. Uh, Jeffrey, I, I, I've talked a lot about uh, how much I love Zayvon Collins as a prospect. That's a first-round inside linebacker. I know some people say he's an outside linebacker. To me, I think that's a waste of talent uh, with his ability to cover the entire field. Could the Steelers potentially be going inside linebacker in round one? Absolutely. I would love it. I would personally love it. That's, that was another one. I, I'm one of those guys, though, that like if you give me a defensive player in the first round, I'm happy. If you give me an impact defensive player, and then like week eight, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, offense matters too. We probably should have <laughs> dealt with that offensive line, but whatever. Our defense is awesome. Uh, no, Zayvon Collins, I, I've said it before. I think he could be he could be a Kendrell Bell level impact on this defense. We're just he's hitting all the stats. Like, you know, he just, if you watch Vince Williams, if you look at Vince Williams when he was playing with Bud Dupree or when he was playing with Devin Bush, Bud, and Bud Dupree was also healthy then. But uh, when Devin Bush, before he got hurt, Vince Williams was leading the NFL in tackles for a loss. He was getting sacks. He was making plays in the opponent's backfield. If you had a guy like Zayvon Collins and for his rookie season, you're like, look, we're going to limit the coverage responsibilities you have and we're going to let you get after it. He could be that kind of a player that just blows up as a rookie and puts up all kinds of stats uh, because he's just that, you know, he has that athletic profile and he's an aggressive player and you're in a defense that rewards that. Yeah. You know what? For me, watching Collins on tape absolutely jumps off, uh, jumps off the paper in every sense. His coverage ability, his, his size, one heck of a player and really is that clutch factor that you don't really see from a, a lot of players to it. If you haven't watched his tape, I highly suggest it. If that kid played at Alabama, he'd be a top five pick period. That, that's just how it'd go, especially with tape like that. It would be unquestioned, but taking a step back and Colin throwing it to you with this nickel corner spot. How do you feel with the Steelers taking, uh, choosing Cam Sutton basically over Mike Hilton here? Uh, I mean, I think it's great. I never personally liked Hilton in our mm. defense. Just 
just the way he played, and I'm not too sad to see him go to Cincinnati at all. Um, I think yeah. it's a position you can pick up in the draft and be fine. I've never complained once when we picked a defensive player in our first round pick. I personally think we should go offense, but I'm not going to be mad if they go defense either because that's what we're known for. And even last year and the year before, when we were terrible the year before, I said at least we've got a killer defense to come in when Ben comes back. And that's what we had. Yeah, you know what? I'll lead that into Jeffrey with Mike Hilton. But like you said, if if the Bengals don't use him correctly and his system and their system rather uh, suggests they probably won't, he he could struggle. He got his payday, but Hilton's not the not the coverage guy. But uh, I will I will also touch on what you said, Colin. There defensively uh, on the board, if Zayvon Collins is there, he, he's probably the best player available. Unless one of these crazy tackles, one of the top three guys drops. Oh yeah. If, if Zayvon Collins is playing for the Browns or the Ravens, that's it's going to be a long decade to be a Steelers fan. I'm telling you that <laughs> right now. He is unbelievable. But Jeffrey, when it comes to Mike Hilton, that loss, do you think that's so that, that's a spot if he's used incorrectly, the Steelers could potentially take advantage of when they play Cincinnati twice a year? Well, Cincinnati, yeah, like that's the question. They got a player who fits a very specific play profile. Uh, I've talked about this before. If you look at when Ryan Shazier switched to being more of a coverage guy, really, really honed his game as a coverage linebacker in 2017. Of course, right before he tragically, you know, his career ended. Uh, Mike Hilton and Vince Williams went off that year. They were both really good living in the opponent's backfield with Ryan Shazier being that coverage linebacker. This year with Devin Bush being that coverage linebacker, Vince Williams and Mike Hilton right back up there, boom, putting up stats, despite the fact that they're not the best players, they were leading the team. Like, I think Mike Hilton actually at one point was leading the team in tackles after like week four. Uh, and and Vince Williams led the NFL in tackles for loss. That's just ridiculous. They're good players. They're not great players. But they were putting up insane statistics because of the system they were in. Mike Hilton going to Cincinnati, where Cincinnati is is death for pass rushing. They had and they, they take incredible talents on that defensive line and make them look average. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do. With Mike Hilton, if they try to, if they think they've replaced William Jackson, they <laughs> haven't. That's not what you've done. It's a totally different kind of player, uh, and he brings a difference. He brings a very unique skill set that the Steelers build around, and the Steelers are clearly going in a different direction now. Uh, so, yeah, if if they're not using him that way, then if they're not using him to blitz, if they're not letting him be aggressive, if they're making him be more cautious, you're going to see the Mike Hilton we saw in 2018. You're gonna you're gonna see that Mike Hilton, and that's not a great Mike Hilton. That's a solid, you know. He's a he's a you know he's a decent player at that point. He's not the impact player he was in Pittsburgh this season. We'll get to some uh, some more draft talk a little bit later on, but I, I do want to kind of transition and look a little more specifically in free agency right now. And Colin, I'll, I'll kind of throw this to you first. Who, who's kind of your favorite prospect that you'd say uh, potentially still available right now? Uh, that might actually be a, a decent fit with the Steelers. Oh, God, I mean, I've been so worried the past couple of days of what we've been losing more than anything. The uh, the Cam Hayward tweets yesterday were killing me. <laughs> so, honestly, I haven't really had a chance to look. So, I can't really give an option on who I think is our best fit. Uh, you, you know what? I, I will... I will say something on that though. The Steelers core is still together right now. What, what they're losing is kind of like, if you look at it like a house, the frame's still there, the foundation's there, 
But right now, the, the television and the washing machine and the dryer and, and the dishwasher, it just got all thrown out in the curb. You, you don't have those pieces. And that's kind of what I think is still available to be addressed, especially draft-wise. Those guys m- might take a couple years to develop. But Jeffrey, do, do you think that it's as dire as a lot of fans right now kind of look at it being? I don't I don't think it's that bad. This is This is an exaggerated year for free agency. Your people are losing more and they're signing more. Uh, but this is what the Steelers always do. They lose a few players. Uh, they they sit out the first few days and then they find some decent guys, sometimes a really good one uh, towards the end. I'm not panicked uh, at all. The core of this, I mean, like the core of the defense is together. The, the offense, like really you're missing a center. Like you badly are missing a center and, and you need a running back. That's it. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really concerned. Well, Michael, I hope you don't mind if I, uh, if I say something here. Go ahead. To me, in all honesty, I look at, I mean, if we lose Juju, we lose Juju. I can see a guy like Golden Tate getting dirt cheap towards the end of the off season because I have a feeling as you get into training camp, there aren't. It's it's going to be a lot like how baseball's been. There's going to be a lot of guys late on that aren't going to have a job and are just going to want a job. You can pick a guy like Golden Tate and throw him in, I say we worry on our run game and pick up a few pieces on defense. But when it comes to the draft, try and focus on O-line unless you've got somebody that drops or that you can add at a decent spot. And in all honesty, the one guy that I'm surprised hasn't signed is Clowney. And I don't know what it is about Clowney. He always seems to have this – he's a big name, but he never signs anywhere instantly. And I don't know what it is. You know what? Clowney would shine in a system that has stars around it like he did when he was playing next to J.J. Watt. Maybe playing opposite T.J. Watt could do that for him once again. But, uh, yeah, really right now, free agency to me, and, and I've been I've been preaching this a lot, and really this market, when you look at other leagues, what's happened, the money dries up really quick, and you already see that happening. There's going to be this second wave of free agency. It, it's hard to predict when that will happen. But there's going to be a number of guys that are going to be coming off the board at one year, $1 million, and people are going to be legitimately shocked by it. It, it is coming. And there is still a plethora of names that could step in and potentially be starters almost day one for the Steelers right now. So slow playing this, in my mind, is really one of the best ways to go about it. But by doing so, slow playing, you'd be losing your own players as well. So, Jeffrey, I'm going to pose this to you first. Is there any world where you see this team bringing back either Juju Smith-Schuster or Alejandro Villanueva as they still are available out there? Do either player even make sense for the future of this team? Okay, let me let me give you a scenario of a Juju Smith-Schuster returning to Pittsburgh. All right? You would sign him to a one-year deal. It would be a $13 million deal where you pay him base salary this year with a 12 million dollar signing bonus with five void years at the end of it and next year this year he would count three million against the cap and next year 10 that's the kind of deal you're talking about with juju smith schuster you would really have to just make it a deal where you say we'll pay you today we'll pay for it next year and then you're out and honestly and if juju smith schuster would be stupid to take it he would because we're not going to use him right it's, it's pretty clear we moved him into kind of, I don't want to say he was supporting Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, but when the, when the Steelers were looking at routes, when they're looking at where guys are lining up, 
They lined up Deontay Johnson where he worked best. They lined up Chase Claypool where they he worked best. They they had those guys run their best routes, and then Juju kind of filled in like the gaps because he was that guy. He's the most versatile. He can do pretty much anything at a wide receiver position you want him to do, except just you know be a streak down the field and a go route. Uh, and they used him that way. They used him in a lot of junk routes. And and the other the other problem with the offense was Randy Feekner. Uh Obviously, like maybe Matt Canada could go to him and be like, "Look, this is how we'd use you, and this is how we'd actually make you a good player again." Instead of running routes where the defense can just, just uh, I'm going on rant here, but that whole take what the defense gives you thing, the steel that was legit. The Steelers were just running guys on routes and letting the defense choose who to cover, and of course, they're covering Juju. They're covering the guy who doesn't drop a pass. They're covering the guy with the most tied with Heinz Ward for the most 60-yard pass receptions since like since like 1990-something, right? More than Antonio Brown had in his entire career with Pittsburgh. Juju had more 60-yard routes, more 60-yard pass receptions than Antonio Brown. He tied Heinz Ward for Heinz Ward's entire career in four years. Like, this is Juju Smith-Schuster, the dude... And we're just like run a two yard route and maybe maybe we'll throw the ball to you as you get like destroyed by three linebackers, like it was it was awful. Uh, so I hate Randy Feekner's offense, um, and he he destroyed Juju Smith Schuster. He destroyed Antonio Brown for the first part of 2018, and then he destroyed Juju Smith Schuster after that by just letting defenses take him out of the game. And of course, defenses gave you the guys who would drop the ball to throw to they're like yeah you can throw to those guys because they'll drop it Colin I'm gonna get you to answer the same question but this is popping up in the live chat that I want Jeffrey to also answer here just before it disappears Andrew Willibar says Matt Canada's system requires a mobile quarterback (laughs) what do you have to say to that Jeffrey um can I can I pass that off can I pass that off because he's dying let him do it I'm sorry no that just that doesn't work at all. I that's literally all I can say. It just doesn't to me, it doesn't fit. Um, and I hate Mason Rudolph as a quarterback, I really do. <laughs> I, I just don't think he fits in our system, but I'm not mad at the um, at having crappy. I'm blanking on his name right now, but Dwayne Haskins, yes, thank you. I'm not mad at the Haskins signing at all because I feel like that's a guy that you can mold in, especially this year. Put to me, if you're looking at our depth depth chart, Ben Haskins Rudolph, and because that's a guy, I'm sorry, he got let go from Washington for the most BS reason I've ever seen to just drop your quarterback, and he showed talent. It wasn't great, but it was also his his first time really going out there. To me, it's a guy who's got talent, and I think could be the next phase. Colin, yeah, he, real uh, quick, who is the quarterback <laughs> that beat Clemson? Mm. Oh, no, remind me for Pitt. What was his name? Remind me. Yeah, and how 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 fast was that guy? How much? How many rushing yards did he pick up? Exactly. Come on, people. That's not a mobile quarterback. That's not a mobile quarterback. When he was, this is my thing. I'm at Canada. No matter who he has, he does well. He went to Indiana. This is this is my big thing. He had three quarterbacks in Indiana that he coached when he was offensive coordinator. Three quarterbacks. One of them ran the ball really well. 
One of them was kind of average. He had like 100 yards rushing over the course of a season on scrambles. The other guy was negative, meaning he's in the pocket. He does not escape pressure, nothing. All three of them were one, two, three in season uh, passing yards and passing touchdowns. When he was when he finished his time in Indiana, the top three passing seasons for an Indiana quarterback were the three guys he played he coached, and they were different quarterbacks. He doesn't have to have a mobile quarterback. Now, obviously, it's easier, but go watch the Clemson game, man. Like uh, the craziest play they would run was that thing with James Conner and uh, whoever the tight end was. Was that Orndorff or Orn? What was his name, so. Scott? Uh, whatever the tight end's name was, they would run Baltimore's veer option with a quarterback who didn't run. It was either a handoff to James Washington or a little shovel pass to the tight end. Yeah, it was either James Conner going outside or a shovel pass to the tight end up the middle. They didn't run their quarterback, but they still used the same offense that he always runs with a quarterback. They, they like mimicked the quarterback running with a shovel pass. It was incredible. Uh, so I'm not worried about that. Canada can figure it out. He he can he can design a defense, an offense, sorry, around uh, whatever quarterback he has, including Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Hundred yeah, percent. I, I really want to put that up because I, I've seen that narrative pop up a few times. I just really want people to know that it doesn't matter who that is in the pocket. Matt Canada. He's not Randy Feekner. He's not. Square peg in a round hole. They're legitimately trying to get these guys in the best position to succeed. They'll do that with Ben Roethlisberger. They'll do that with the next guy. Well, I'll add, any mobility is a plus. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ben Roethlisberger throwing defensive linemen to the ground and running around for 10 seconds before throwing a touchdown pass was a plus. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what the offense is. That's going to be a positive. Mobility is a plus. But if you're looking at like a guy who can run but isn't as good of a passer versus a guy who can actually throw the ball legit at the NFL level, like there's no question. Get, take the guy who can throw. Matt Canada will design an offense around him. Couldn't have said it better myself. Now, to get more to the topic at hand, I love going on these tangents. We do it every Wednesday <laughs> night. But uh, to get back to the more free agency side of things, Colin, maybe I'll start with you on this one. When it comes to these holes on the Steelers' current roster, uh, clearly it might make for, make the draft easier, make future success and even success in this coming season more likely by filling some of these holes with a veteran player. W- what spot would you specifically point out and be like, if they're going to sign one free agent, that's the position that they got to fill the fill the need for? Honestly. To me, if there's a position, and it's not necessarily that it's the most desperate one to sign a guy with, but like I said earlier, if we have some depletions at wide receiver, there are so many guys on the market, and it's mainly to me because of Juju. I love Juju. Juju's got talent, but I heard earlier this week on uh, the Pittsburgh Sports Station, there's a big difference when people say that Juju is not an AB. You're right. Juju is a good wide receiver, not a – career defining wide receiver like Antonio Brown was he's got you've got guys on the uh, free agent market that I feel that you can plug in there and be just fine because if there's one thing I've learned with the Steelers a lot of times as long as you have somewhat some talent you're going to get a shot and you're going to be able to show what you're worth I look at a guy like James Washington right now on our team 
underutilized 100%, but when you put him on the starlight, he's got a chance to shine. And look what Claypool did in his first year. I'll yeah. I'll support that, Colin. Uh, if you go back to 2019, look at James Washington's game log. Look at Juju Smith-Schuster's game log. When Juju Smith-Schuster was not playing on the field or when he was playing hurt and he was really not – his snap started getting reduced and he was playing hurt, James Washington went off. Oh, yeah. Then I'm, I'm, all of a sudden, week 17, Juju Smith-Schuster returns for that Jets game. James Washington goes to the bench, and the offense can't do anything. To me, in all honesty, what I feel was hurting us more last year was honestly the constant start, stop, start, stop with Johnson. Because if there was anybody besides Claypool that was making an impact on the offense, it was Deontay Johnson. That's who I'd be more worried to have something happen with than Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. I'm with you there. I think I think James Washington steps into the role they had Juju Smith-Schuster play last year, which, to me, Juju Smith-Schuster is better than that role. Uh, he deserved a bigger part of the offense than they gave him. But for the for what they gave him last year, James Washington can do that. Oh, yeah. James Washington can thrive in that role. So for me, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster is not a huge loss. Love the player, but the Steelers have already it's – like, it's like when Joey Porter left. You know, I loved Joey Porter. But we had James Harrison riding the bench. You know, you yeah. don't pay Joey Porter when you got James Harrison waiting to start. Now, the question that I posed to Colin about the the one position that you'd fill, Colin gives wide receiver. Are you sticking with that as well, Jeffrey? If uh, the Steelers can sign one street free agent, what uh, what position would it be? One street free agent. I'm going. Ooh, we okay. There's not good centers left. I don't like any of the centers left. This is hard. Uh, you know where Anybody? I'm going. Mm. I don't. I really don't like them. Not even David Andrews. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's I just. I think. Though. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Um. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm drawing a blank. I just had his name. I just went complete blank. James White, running back. Ooh, okay. That would be my dude. Uh, because what the Steelers don't have with James Conner out is that kind of receiver, runner, blocker. You know, you put James White in a shotgun set. You can put James White anywhere in a Matt Canada offense. You could play him at wing back. You could put him in the slot. You can do all that stuff. James White, to me, would be an incredible signing. Uh, he's 29. He's not done. And he's 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 also that kind of veteran. You know, how many Super Bowls has he been to? Like, you know, that kind of a guy. He's He has won in the playoffs. He knows that kind of mentality. He would bring that into a locker room. When you bring in, see James White to me is is a support guy for a for a new rookie running back, and I think he'd be a fantastic one, and that that lets you kind of ease off with Benny Snell, who I think is kind of played out with the Steelers. I'm I'm going to throw this out here and tell me what you guys think. And honestly, this is more of just a feeler. I don't know what people think about Todd Gurley or Kenyon Drake, but you've got shots in them too. I'd like I'd like Kenyon Drake. I like Kenyon Drake as a runner. I think Todd Gurley is Le'Veon Bell at this point. Great player, great talent, but he's overused and he's done. I can see where coming from with that. Gurley's. I would say he's completely past his expiration date. I wouldn't be surprised if Le'Veon Bell had one more decent. Like I'm not saying prime thousand rushing thousand receiving Le'Veon Bell by any stretch of the imagination. The Jets. Horrible offensive line. His entire career there. The second he signed, I, I was laughing. Like this guy's going to be tackled in the backfield when he is trying to be patient. 
And then eventually when he gets cut, makes his way to Kansas City, he doesn't fit the system whatsoever. I could see him having a little bit of success and coming to at a price tag that is very, very small. Uh, I could see it. I could see it. He could fit. I don't think the Steelers would go back there. I don't either. Like, I, honestly, honestly, that's why I like James White. Is I think James White at this point in his career, and at Le'Veon Bell's this point in the Le'Veon Bell's career, James White brings you very similar, similar stuff. Uh, and I think he'd be cheaper. And I think he brings more in the leadership and character department than uh, Bell really brought. Well, besides Terrell Edmonds is a better rapper than Le'Veon Bell. Oh God! I mean, <laughs> I mean I personally, for me, I don't ever see the Steelers going back to there. I felt, I felt like when he got franchise tagged, it that was the shot we were saying here. Here's our olive branch. If you don't take it, we're not going to see you again. And I'm perfectly fine with that. But I know I saw somebody, and I'm sorry, I can't give credit to whoever it is. I don't see it in the chat, but. Jesse James, I wouldn't say was a terrible would be a terrible pickup in free agency if you can get him cheap. That's that, another one. He was a solid number two, not great number two, uh, but he was very solid. And Detroit just was like, "We'll throw insane money at you for I don't know why they did that." Detroit's just dumb. Uh, that, that was, was a dumb horrible, contract. Horrible Jesse, contract. not that I blame Jesse James, man. If someone's going to drastically overpay me and I'm going to fail out of that job in a couple of years. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Go <laughs> ahead, promote me way past my ability to, to do the job. That's fine. You want to hire me as a rocket scientist and pay me a ton of money? I'll do it. I can't build rockets. You're going to fire me pretty quick, but I'll take the paychecks until you figure that out. And he totally caught that ball. Just so. Oh, also, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The Brutal Jesse James one. rule. The Jesse James rule. Yes. Change. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think a, a few recently cut players that formerly were Steelers are definitely uh, people to keep on the radar. LJ Fort, he was released today. That could be a decent fit now that Vince Williams is cut. But uh, what he's I want to—he's a better version of UG three. And that's what LJ Fort is UG three can't stay healthy either, and that's like I believe it's his back that's been bugging him for his entire career at this point. And who even knows uh, if UG three is even on this team next year? Which. For a team that's in desperate need of inside linebacker depth, that could be a spot that they could be looking at. But as we approach the end of our show here, I kind of want to do a quick roundtable on two different thoughts because I think these are pretty prevalent things floating around the Steelers' kind of internet base right now. But starting off with running back, I'll start with Jeffrey on this one, then go to Colin, then I'll answer it. But who do you think will be the Steelers' running back number one on week one of the 2021 season, Jeffrey. Travis Etienne. Woo. So, so they do go running back in the first round. Then they go first round running back. Uh, I won't be happy with that, but I think it's a possibility. I think that's the likely. Interesting. Colin, what are your thoughts? Honestly, I think with what they have in James Connor, I don't like it personally, but knowing the Steelers, I think they're going to stick with it. Bring back Connor. You Ooh. know what? That that, uh, that was going to be my, the name I threw out there because oh. I did write the article today. And the reason is, from everything I'm hearing, there's no market on Connor at all. Like, n- no one's putting calls in. And, th- and then on, on the flip side of that, uh, the, the Steelers don't have money to sign someone, and their holes are so large. 
to take a running back in the first round would physically hurt my soul. It, it just it isn't a valuable position to me. I, I just, I just wouldn't, uh, I couldn't feel that. So to me, uh, looking at who else is on the market, do you go with an, an old guy because he's cheap? Like Adrian Peterson's not a running back. Number one, if you sign him, that means Benny Snell's your running back one. So I, I hate to agree when it, when, it, when it's a, a three person, uh, a three-person uh, roundtable here, but I, I think James Conner is still my pick. As much as it might pain some people to hear, I think that might be the guy. If there's anybody else, I think it's um, Jalen Samuels. I really do. Ooh, that, that would be interesting because he fell uh, out of favor. To me, in all honesty, that's just kind of – it's keeping what you already have. You're not having to spend money, and you're not having to – go and take high draft capital in all honesty. I don't like it because I'm sorry, everybody we have as a running back is trash. <laughs> but see, I, I could see them going Samuels, I could see Samuels in the right situation ending up being a valuable running back in Matt Canada's offense after what like he basically got drafted based on what he did as a wing back in Matt Canada's offense. Uh and he still that's his still his best usage. That is like he is a guy that belongs in the NFL that no longer exists. He should be in a wingback offense. He's that dude. And uh, he's going to get a chance. He's going to get a chance to try and revitalize that and do it again with Matt Canada. So I could see a situation where by the end of this season, people are like, whoa, Jalen Samuels, we thought he was terrible. <laughs> and he is. As a feature running back, lining up in the backfield, running the ball, he's terrible. Uh, I agree. We'll see if he could recapture what he had in college as a wingback. And he was coming out as a tight end. Let's not forget that. That was, I think people were generally surprised when they said running back when uh, they're making that uh, pick on stage. Yeah, that was absolutely insane. They listed him as a tight end because they don't know what an H back and a wing back is. They don't, they don't list those positions, but he never lined up in line ever. He was always behind the line as either a wing back or an H back, but they listed him as a tight end because they don't, because the NFL doesn't list wing back or H back as a position anymore. <laughs> there you go. Now the the other question I want to get to, and I'm going to start with Colin on this one because Jeffrey kind of answered it, and uh, I'm kind of going to try to prod at him to get uh, to get another name out there. But as we sit here right now, if the Steelers were on the clock, who's the most likely pick at number 24? Colin, who who would you be mock drafting that uh, that first round pick to? To the Pittsburgh Honestly, Steelers. I hate to take it from somebody that I saw earlier, but it's the um, and I can't remember his name offhand right now, but it's the uh, O lineman out of Oklahoma State. Tevin Jenkins. Yes, Jenkins. And it, interesting to me, in all honesty, like I said, Jeffrey, I would love if they went defense, but I feel like our offensive line has been so depleted here recently. You've got to pick it up. I I like the Zach uh, the Zach Banner resign. And in all honesty, I feel like you put Kevin Dotson in there and you've got three three people that you can just anchor down on that O-line and build around. Uh, you know, it might it might be a little bit more of a challenge now that Zach Banner's been signed to a multi-year deal. Uh, he kind of anchors down that right spot. It'll be interesting uh, if the Steelers don't add any more uh, tackles before we get to the draft. It's, it's definitely a spot that they might go. But Jeffrey... Uh, are, are you sticking with Travis Etienne, or uh, who, who are we talking to? You, 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 you want me to give you a different one? I give you a different one if you want to. Yeah, here's my different one because I think that's a highly likely one. I'll give you another highly likely one for my opinion. Landon Dickerson. 
center out of uh, Alabama. He, if healthy, if healthy, he'd be slightly lower. He'd be like uh, Jeff Harding's level. You know, he's not quite Marquise Pouncey, but he would be an absolute stud. Because that's what he is when he's healthy. He's an absolute stud, and he would make this run game. If you went to Castro Dickerson, uh, Dotson, Dotson, thank you. That's, that's a lot a, of D's. That's a run game. Mm-hmm. And then you put you put Banner outside there, right tackle man. You could just just all day, all day. Uh, yeah, run so, the ball. Even Benny Snell, Benny Snell could run behind that line. Well, and I think yeah. that's what the Steelers have to get back to. You've yeah. got to build a no line to get a run game back. Yeah, yeah. Built, like I like I've said before, two thousand three, the Steelers were one of the worst run games in the NFL. They changed their scheme. They got a few players back on the offensive line. They changed like two offensive line positions. Changed their scheme. And two thousand four, they were number one with old Deuce Staley and old Jerome, Jerome Bettis. Like neither of them were prime guys, but that offensive line just destroyed. Everyone, it was scheme, offensive line, talent, boom, changed the game. They they were dominant. Uh, Steelers could go that direction. And you know what? If they're going to get a, one of the top centers in the draft, they probably have to do it at pick 24 because I, I can't really see Dickerson or Creed Humphrey lasting until 55. And then the guys after that, I, I don't think you want starting right away. And you don't want BJ Finney starting right away either. So, no. They, they may tip their hand by whether or not they sign someone as we get closer to the draft. But uh, if, if I'm going to throw out a name, I, I know I, I continuously throw Zayvon Collins out there because he, he is that dude. Watch the film. He's that dude. If Christian Darasaw somehow is there, like that would literally be like David DeCastro falling in the Steelers' lap also at 24, uh, close to a decade ago now, which is kind of scary to think of. But if Darisaw is there, you sprint the card up to the table. He is an unbelievable talent uh, as a left tackle. Outside of that, uh, running back is just <laughs> it just pains me. Uh, I, I suppose, oh man, like is Javante Williams a first round pick? It's possible that Najee Harris could be gone as well as Travis Etienne with uh, with teams that have multiple first round picks, being the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. They both could be gone. Good point. If if they're gone, the top tackles are gone. The, the all the those top five quarterbacks are gone. Then all of a sudden we're, we're starting to ask ourselves, okay, how how far do we want to reach for a player? Sure, it'd be nice to trade back, but who would be willing to do that dance with you? But we are at the top of our show. If if you want more great Steelers content on, on all these topics, just click over to behindthesteelcurtain.com. Also, uh, listen to our entire family podcast. we got more stuff that, that comes out, uh, not just on YouTube and Facebook, but also specifically anywhere you stream your podcast from. There's daily shows uh, going up there each and every day. Before we go get out, I want to make sure uh, Colin and Jeffrey can get their plugs out. So, Colin, do you have anything uh, going on that uh, you want the people to know about? Really? Just keep an eye plugged to uh, the Cardiac Hill. In all honesty, that's mainly where I'm keeping my time in between school and everything. And... Honestly, go Pitt and go Steelers. Love it. Jeffrey, do you got uh, any film rooms or any Vertexes coming out uh, in the next couple days? I know I, just, I talked about uh, Cameron Sutton and his changes in the offense. I'm working on a film room for that. It's going to be – it's it's a deep dive. It's a rabbit hole I'm going down, so I have no clue <laughs> when that's coming out. Uh, possibly Friday if I find if – I, if I'm happy with what I have, but likely Monday. 
Uh, so stay tuned for that. And any if the Steelers make any free agent signings, uh, I'm going to do something, hopefully, with Dave Schofield. I haven't talked to him yet. I'm just throwing him on the spot here for Vertex. <laughs> on any uh, If the Steelers make a major free agent signing, any names, uh, look for those. Oh, Steelers and major free agent signing. That's that's a line I don't know if I've ever heard in, in my okay. time well, on God's For Greener. major free agent signing, I'm talking like the Steven Nelson, Mark Barron, like they've actually had an NFL career type signing. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Outside of that, make sure you're uh, hitting that like button, subscribe, follow, do all those great things. Uh, it helps support us. It helps grow the brand, grow the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Much appreciated. And again, thank you to uh, Colin and Jeffrey as always. Uh, Thanks, guys. And for all of you watching at home, we will see you next week. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.